Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. Here on today's episode, we have a mock draft edition. The NFL Draft is getting very, very close. That means it is mock draft season. We are doing part one of our full first round mock draft. So only the first 16 picks in today's episode. We're going to release another episode soon of the remaining 16 picks but in the meantime, let's hear about these first 16. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by NFL Draft analysts Ryan Roberts and Alex Gilstrap. Before we do get to this uh, particular mock draft, folks, I need to tell you about Bet Online. We're already past March Madness, but we're getting really close to the NBA playoffs, which means you should put some money down. You should bet on who you think is going to be the NBA champion. Who do you think is going to make the playoffs? Start getting in on the action now because things are heating up. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Head to Bet Online, their website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, guys. Now is the perfect time to do our first part of this mock draft. I'm getting juiced up for the NFL draft. I, I keep thinking about it. You know it's NFL draft season, guys, when you have people hitting you up that you've never spoken to before asking <laughs> you to come on podcasts and radio shows. I know Ryan gets that every single day, but like, I'm not an analyst. So when I have people asking me to come on their podcast, it makes me feel really good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why anybody would want you to come on there. So it's awesome, man. It's good yeah. News. What uh-huh. insight do you give them? You just... <laughs> You tell, well, you, tell, I, you tell them how to I edit st- stuff. I do a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> That's hurtful, Ryan. I do a lot of reading. I still know my stuff. I just don't know the... You know, I'm not going to... I'm not going to give the... the I'm not going to do the Ryan Roberts, Mel Kuyper bit where it's like, this guy's number three on my board. He's... He, you know, he does this in pass protection. He does this in the run game. Like, I don't do that stuff. Joe, Joe, like, Joe, 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 Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Basically what it is. All right, guys. Let's get to this mock draft. We've got Ryan up with the TDN mock draft simulator. Thankfully, we're not simming any picks because this simulator is very unrealistic but i'm gonna take the first pick because that's the tradition here because i'm not the expert and i always get the easy pick jacksonville jaguars first overall pick and with that selection they will be taking quarterback zach no just kidding trevor lawrence out of clemson yeah (laughs) could you imagine we i was when i went on the believe in jaguar show they were joking around about how uh, that you know they would possibly jinx it into happening that it would not be Trevor Lawrence, but there's nothing to really look into here. I don't think anyone needs to overthink this. We know that it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. The one thing I do want to hit on before we move on to Alex's pick with the Jets, 
What do you guys think about his comments recently about how he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder and he's not really a guy that is win a Super Bowl at all costs? Because to me, like that doesn't concern me. Like I wasn't worried about Justin Fields' demeanor and his character. That was all fabricated. But these are actual comments coming from Trevor Lawrence. For me, like the guy's just being honest. He's always been the top dog. Why would he have a chip on his shoulder? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think anything of it. And like the Super Bowl comment, it, it, it's like the same thing as always. It's like, oh, guy's got to be 100% about football. He can't have any interest outside uh, of, you know, what he's playing on the gridiron, right? Like he can't have any other future aspirations. It's got to be all or nothing, which we've, I mean, I, I feel like at this point in the year 2021, we should get past these preconceived notions and start thinking, you know, like in in the future here, right? Because these guys are going to play football now for about 10 to 15 years, maybe a little more if they're lucky, and then they have the rest of their life to to go on with. So I think at this point, there's always going to be the moments of you're going to try to put the negatives on players. You're going to try to paint them in a negative light. It's like Andrew Luck when he came out. You know, it was like the strength column was this long. The weaknesses column was this long. So we got to add a couple more weaknesses in there. Oh, he doesn't have the strongest arm we've ever seen. Trevor Lawrence might not be the, uh, you know, he's always skinny. And he said something that maybe some people can, you know, um, swing in a different direction than maybe he intended to. So it's just, it is what it is at this point. People are going to try to knock the best prospect. It's just always going to happen. Well, I think I think the best thing you said, Joe, is how he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder. He's been number one guy Throughout his whole yeah. life, he's been the number one recruit. He's been the number one, you know, college football player, number one ranked team. He never really has had a chip on his shoulder. So, like you said, a bit of honesty. And I think just, I think with a lot of people, the whole, hey, I, you know, all I want to do is win and I'm all about the team. You know, the the things that these players and these prospects coming up have to say, it's like, it's like high school prom nowadays where you have to ask someone to prom in this cutesy way or you're you're a, you know you don't you're not doing it right it's just you, there's there's certain things that you know society and you know these people that follow the NFL they want you to say these things and if you don't say these things you're wrong and i just think he was just being honest and be you know and his family members and and coaches that were speaking on his behalf in that SI article that you're referring to uh, I think I think that was just honesty at its finest, and that's just him being open and honest about who he is and his mindset and how he leads and different things. I, I think I don't see any problem with it. Trevor Lawrence is he's he's a football guy. He's going to play football and he's going to be a good football player. You guys are younger thing- than me. Did you got Did you guys have those cutesy? prom things because my yeah, thing was yeah, just, um, yeah i was yeah. we were we we're we're in that age yeah what would you guys yeah. do i need to hear something real quick What'd you uh do? well i was not gonna propose my senior year because i didn't feel like it <laughs> and then one of her friends was like like when are you planning on doing it you better do it i got guilted into doing it which i shouldn't have done i should have just said no i don't feel like doing it but I forget what I did. She was like into cats, so I got her like a stuffed cat. I was really lazy about it. Yeah, so my cute. senior really my senior prom it. was mine and my fiance Olivia's uh, second prom Isn't together. So I didn't. Yeah, I know, right? I didn't do anything too cutesy for our second prom, but our first prom, my junior prom, we were at Six Flags, and I had a little, I had a caricature or whatever drawled for us, and you know, I went first, and then. When she was having hers drawn, they wrote prom at the so when they showed it to her, uh, you know the That's whole high school cute. sweetheart. And now nice. and now we have a framed picture of our caricature in the office next to me. 
And you're getting married. So. And we're getting married in just a couple months, few months. I just thought of a really negative comment, but I'll save it for uh, after the show. So I'm going to say, all right, uh, Alex, uh, what, uh, what, are your, what is your pick going to be here now with the New York Jets as they are on the clock? Actually, I have yeah. a quick question. I know we had a quick digression. Is this what we're going – is this what we think is going to happen or is this what we would do as GMs? Uh, uh, what we what think. We, what, wait, well, wait. Yes. Yeah. Why did we? Why didn't we sort this out before? We have to do a little Sorry. bit of both. Okay. Just we'll go off of that. We've always done it that way, I believe, where it's just it's been what we think will happen and what we think is the best pick. Okay. Let's do it. It's just how our about thoughts. we just yeah like how okay. about we just do a little simple. bit of both a little bit of both. Simple. Okay. Ryan over here screwing things up. No, uh, right. no, it makes sense though because here would be differing decisions if I'm on the board versus uh, versus what I think is going to happen here with the New York Jets. Okay. What what everyone's saying, and it's almost a lock, is Zach Wilson. So I'm going to go Zach Wilson here just for the fluidity of, you know, keeping it how I feel like things are going to go. Um, so Zach Wilson's a pick at number two for the New York Jets. That's everything we're hearing. Now it's just talk about who's number three. So I feel like we, if there was any question about who's going to at this point, we wouldn't have so much talk about the number three overall pick. And if it's Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, all these different names are being thrown out for the San Francisco 49ers. So if it was me on the board, I'm taking Justin Fields. He's been my QB too. I've been vocal about it since the summer. Nothing has changed. He had some highs. He had some lows. And then he had, you know, he had the playoff where he came back up, um, you know, throughout the 2020 season. Justin Fields was my QB, two. He still is my QB, two. If I was the New York Jets, I think he would be my pick. However, uh, we're just going to keep this Zach Wilson just to keep it going. Okay. So San Francisco obviously traded up nine picks to take a quarterback, right? So now I have, there's been talk. Mac Jones, is it Trey Lance? Is it Justin Fields? We've had every single quarterback thrown into this equation. Kyle Trask. Uh, Yeah, well, maybe in the second (laughs) round. But, yeah, so we've had all these guys throwing the conversation. The Mac Jones thing has been ridiculous from the start. That's been the – no, it's not going to happen, okay? For me, it's Justin Fields or Trey Lance. I thought from the beginning, and it was one of the early rumors, was that Trey Lance was going to be the pick, is going to be the pick, and he also aligns with me – being my second-ranked quarterback on the board. So not only do I think that the best option would be to take Trey Lance, in my opinion, but I also think that there's a good possibility that it happens. So I am going to take Trey Lance, quarterback from North Dakota State, to the San Francisco 49ers. I think one thing that is worthy of mention is Jimmy Garoppolo is still on this roster, so he could still be a bridge. He is not off of the roster yet. So whether it is a, a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields, Having that bridge maybe to start the first few games, I think works in both ways for either Fields or Lance to be a good thing down the road. So speaking of prom, you think even after Kyle Shanahan was looking up at Justin Fields all drooling and bright-eyed and cl- you know clearly lusting over this, this quarterback who is going to be his very soon, you think even after all of those pretty clear signs there that he's not going to take Justin Fields? I think everything's a smokescreen, and honestly, I've heard from some from former scouts, okay, that the player that they're most interested in, they pretend like they're not interested in a minute those things. They don't show their oh. hands. So I'm going to call this what it is. The whole smokescreen was Mac Jones is the guy. I don't think anybody – I don't think a ton of people have bought it, even though you heard from some pretty reputable people. Justin Fields, yes, he did look, you know, deer-eyed and bushy-tailed looking at, at Justin Fields. I think that the guy that maybe not as many people are talking about might be the pick, Trey Lance. So it's kind of like it's kind of like when 
you know that you're going to a party and your crush is going to be there. And instead of talking to her, you talk to her friends. It's kind of like that. It's Joe like, is really into the dating analogies I know he right is. Now. I'm single, so. I think it's more like when you start watching 2022 guys and you see Kenyon Green, the offensive guard from Texas A&M on film. That's how I start to feel about it. So I'm just really understand. excited. I'm excited. Man. Okay. Like, it's just fun. It's fun times. All right. Well, Joe, I'm going to get to my pick. Yeah, I don't think you, you understood what I up. said. I don't I don't think you understood what I said, Ryan. But all right, I next think, oh, pick. Okay. Fourth overall pick, the Atlanta Falcons. I am in a position to really screw things up here for uh, Alex because he is the resident Falcons fan on this show. So there's two directions here. Uh-oh. I firmly believe that the Falcons are going to trade out of this spot. Somebody who is desperate is going to fly up into this position to trade up and get Justin Fields. Because if we're just thinking logically, once the three go, whoever really likes Justin Fields or Trey Lance and is still available is going to make that move up to go get him. But in this case, because we're not doing trades, we're sticking with Atlanta. I don't think Atlanta is going to take a quarterback based on how they have structured their offseason, the coach that they hired. They are going to try and build what we see in Tennessee. That's just the direction that they're going to. They, they hired Arthur Smith for a reason. And the way that they're going to do that is bolstering their offensive line. Now, I get it that their offensive line already has some decent players at tackle. Jake Matthews is a decent player. That's really disrespectful to already hover over who I'm going <laughs> to say. Am I wrong? Is it wrong? Penny Sewell has to be the pick here. I, they could go receiver. They could go Kyle Pitts. But I, I think that they already have quality receivers on this roster, enough where you can't pass up on the generational, or not generational, just the very uber-talented tackle prospect on the board. You can and say generational. Plays right tackle. Okay, well, I'll say generational. And we saw a report today that he's been, uh, on Fridays when we're recording this, that he's been working at right tackle. And I'm sure there's a reason for it. I'm sure he's talked to Atlanta, and they've said that you know we might ask you to play right tackle. That's Maybe a bunch they of move my- Jake Matthews over. That report was so useless, by the way. All these guys are practicing at multiple positions. Yeah, it's that's true. Because depending on where you land, you right. can play different. Everybody, uh, you know, I didn't think you were gonna. I didn't think you were gonna go that way. I thought you would um, go Kyle Pitts, since that seems to be the favorite um, for Atlanta. And the reason Kyle Pitts makes sense is. Tennessee, that offense, two tight end sets, leads the NFL right there with Philadelphia's the two tight end sets. So, you know, you got Hurst uh, there, Hayden Hurst, Kyle Pitts adding a dynamic weapon. But I'm with you. Uh, beef up the O-line. That'll only help the run game. Falcons don't really have too many options, you know, as uh, talking about ball carriers. Mike Davis, the big signing from Carolina. That's the, that's the big one so far. Maybe we can turn around in round two. Maybe with a trade back pick up an additional second round pick, it makes – Taking a Javante Williams in the second round a little bit easier pill to swallow. So I, I just can't believe the state of Georgia failed Justin Fields again, Joe. You made the state mm. of Georgia fail them. Again. I just don't see it. This doesn't seem like a fran- franchise that's ready to move on. This is very reminiscent of, um, you know, what the Giants did for so long. They're not going to move on from Matt Ryan. They're going to keep trying and plugging away until he literally cannot stand anymore. Or he retires. So before we get on to the next pick, which is the Cincinnati Bengals, and Alex is going to take that one, folks, I need to tell you about Canon. It's time to make your outdoor experience 
better with Canon. Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, stronger, and Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. Use the exclusive code that we provide, KanonCast15 at Kanon.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-15, Kanon, clearly better. Thanks for noticing my new glasses, by the way, guys. All right, Alex, up for the <laughs> I, Cincinnati Bengals. I did notice. I just, I, I, I just slipped through. I I'm too. just kidding. Um, okay, so... <laughs> I, I honestly was stumped on this one, and I had a whole ad read to figure it out, and I still haven't figured it out. So this is um, you had this two ad at. reads to figure it out. Oh, I had two. See, that shows how much I was into my phone trying to figure out who I want to pick here. Um, you know, I didn't think Kyle Pitts was going to fall to me, and that's the one that stoned me off. You think about Cincinnati Bengals roster. You have T. Higgins. You have Tyler Boyd. You have you know some talent in place on the wide receiver position. Obviously, they can make an upgrade and get a bona fide wide receiver one in Jamar Chase. But who's their starting tight end? Drew Sample going into the season. You could make it. You could make a push for for Kyle Pitts being the pick. I think he's the more talented player at his position than Jamar Chase. He is my number two overall prospect in this class behind Trevor Lawrence. So this would be a good value at a position in need. But there's just something about that LSU connection between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, and I, you know, that's who Joe Burrow probably wants. He wants that connection. Jamar Chase is a baller. Let's go, Jamar Chase. I think there's I think there's some truth to uh you know Joe Burrow wanting to bring in Chase and Cincinnati, you know, if the board falls this way with Sewell off the board, I think honestly Chase is, is a great pick in this situation. Uh man, you put me into a tough to sit position here now, Alex, because honestly at Miami I was gonna pick Chase or Waddle. I was gonna make a last minute decision on who the pick was gonna be. So Chase is off the board now. Well that makes it easy, so, doesn't it? No, it doesn't actually, because Kyle Pitts is a I mean, like you said, second ranked player. Like my, I mean, we're, Miami still needs pass catchers, so he might not be exactly what he they need stylistically. But Kyle Pitts over Jalen Waddle, right? Like, I mean, I, mean, yeah. I, I like Waddle. I do like Waddle, but but then you get the Alabama connection. Let's just make dynamic duos left and right. Come on, we got the LSU connection. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, put Tua with Jalen Waddle. Do I think, though, that the, that the Miami Dolphins, if they were staring Pitts and Waddle in the face, even though they have Mike Kosicki, who plays tight end already, like, do I think that they would value Waddle over Pitts, though? Like that's... Well, I think the, the biggest question that we have to consider here is why did they trade back in? There's cl- clearly somebody that they're eyeing that they think is going to be available here at six. It's probably Jamar Chase. Right. Yeah, that's who I, I would think. That's who I think it is. I think if they're trading back up, it's because they – have insight. They believe that the Falcons, whatever they do with the four pick, five's going to be an offensive lineman, which it still very well could be, but in this situation with Sewell off the board. So if a team trades up to four with Atlanta, they take a quarterback, say Denver, takes a quarterback, five, Penne Sewell goes, they're expecting yeah. they're expecting Jamar Chase, but the way the board fell this time, this does make it tricky. That trade-up is going to impact everything, but yeah. we don't need to hear make the logic here for Ryan. So Ryan, who are you going for? Even though it doesn't make in the most reasonable sense schematically, because you already have Mike Isicki. I think the fact that Pitts could play in the slot, he could play X, he could play anywhere. I think that that outweighs Waddle, even though I think Waddle is what the Dolphins need. But I'm just I'm going to settle for the better player, so I'm going to take Kyle Pitts here, tight ends from Florida for the Miami Dolphins. 
All right. Smart move. All right. Now here I am with the Detroit Lions. And I think this might be one of the easier picks to make because their team is just so terrible right now that they have so many roster holes. You really couldn't go wrong if they wanted to go offensive line here, maybe go Rashawn Slater. They're definitely I don't think they're going to go quarterback because pretty much everybody else is off the board. Why would you bring in Mac Jones to replace Jared Goff? in this situation wait is justin fields yeah he's still available Justin fields is still available oh my god yes oh my golf oh my golf wow see that would never happen that would just not yeah, happen fields is gone by this point i just yeah. i don't see where a world where any of the four quarterbacks are still hey, available I hey charlie castley said he's coming off the board 24th overall to the uh to Pittsburgh Steelers. so <laughs> we're, we're, yeah. we're about to we're definitely about to about to do that now i think for the detroit lions and where this this draft is kind of the strengths are we already lost one receiver off the board uh, i say they go jalen waddle here at seven Dude, it's the best fit, honestly. I understand that like Detroit's a bad roster, so people are gonna be like, "Oh, wide receiver in the top ten's a uh, not a necessity, right? That's mm-hmm. that's a luxury, whatever." But they, I mean, they have one wide receiver that was on the roster last year in Quintus Cephas. They lost Marvin Jones. They lost Kenny Galladay. They have yeah. nothing at the wide nothing. receiver. Nothing. And, and if you wait until the second round, you get like an okay guy, maybe somebody who turns into a quality starter. And that's basically what they got with Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay wasn't a first round pick, and he turned into a really good starter for them. But yep. you might as well get some juice. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Jared Goff's a sitting duck. All right, Alex, who do you got? Yeah, this one's tough. I thought that Kyle Pitts, you know, with the Miami pick i thought he was still going to be on the board that's why i was kind of pushing for do you it, to Alex. take do uh, it. Do can't it. do it kyle pitts is gone so um oh no you know what i'm you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean and yeah. you know obviously the sam darnold trade uh that's the right. sticky situation here the value for justin fields here is is great uh, especially being a quarterback you get oh god what's stopping me oh it's the Sam Darnold trade. The Sam Darnold trade is making this very tough because I want to go Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields and the dynamic playmakers you have in Carolina set in place is a match made in heaven. You have DJ Moore. You have uh, Robbie Anderson. You have Chris McCaffrey. Guys that he can get the ball in their hands and let them go to work on early downs and then stretch the field vertically with some of those guys as well. I love that fit, but Sam Darnold, they invested some picks in him. Have two years of him if, I, if they picked up the fifth-year option. Denver's about to get a steal if I don't take them, but Sam Darnold's in place. I would pick Justin Fields. Let's put that out there. And Carolina here is going to take J.C. Horn. Justin Fields. Sorry, I stole it from Ryan. J.C. Horn is, uh, he has actually, I have not announced this to you, Ryan, yet, but he is actually like 0.01 points over Patrick Sertain in my grading. He has, he he had, I I went back and I, because they were so close and I wanted to feel good about my rankings of them. And I went back and you know what? He, he overtook him. JC Horn is CB one for me now, Brian, man, you called that one in the summer. I have to give you props. I think your cheeks are getting rosy. You're so excited. So uh, JC Horn, obviously Carolina needs some, some help losing Bradbury last year. Um, Just can't seem to get that position. You know, doesn't seem to be solidified. So JC Horn can step in right away and cover the outside in a talented division with talented receivers all over the place in Atlanta's Julio Jones 
Calvin Ridley, of course, going to uh, New Orleans where you have Michael Thomas and some other guys. There's guys everywhere, Tampa Bay as well. So J.C. Horn can go in, be a physical presence on the outside with so many physical receivers uh, in that division. Now, it's a really good pick. And honestly, you made it easy for me with Denver, right? Cause yeah, that's so easy. I mean, like, I, I, dunk. I, but this I, isn't going to happen. This is none of this is going to happen. Dude, I didn't hate Drew Locke as a prospect. I think I had like a late second on him. Like he was fine. Right. Like he had the developmental potential. But like Drew Locke is not going to stop me from taking a sliding Justin Fields. Like it's just not going to. I'm sorry. It, this is a better football player, a better prospect, a better player for the future. And Denver, honestly, doesn't have a ton of holes. Like their roster is decent, man. They are like offensive line solid. They maybe use an upgrade at right tackle. Defensively, they got Von Miller coming back. Their linebackers aren't amazing, but they're solid. Their secondary is getting better. Like, there's just, it's a good team. It's a good team, and Justin Fields is going to make it better. Yeah, this is a perfect team fit. You talk about the playmakers everywhere. I talked about it with Carolina, but Denver, too. You got Jerry Judy in place. You have Cortland Sutton. You have some playmakers everywhere. Uh, Noah Fant being the athletic tight end presence that he is. This team, like you said, is poised to break out. They are really just consistent quarterback play away from being a breakout team. And I think if they have a chance to bring in Justin Fields, whether that's through a trade-up or somehow a slide is to happen in this situation that we have here, they're they're my pick to be a breakout team in 2021. Jerry Judy, baby. He's got a good quarterback. Let's do it. They might be one of those teams that actually trades up with Atlanta to get whoever's the remaining guy. Do they go Trey Lance? They're my favorite. Yeah, I, I would consider them to be in the mix or the Patriots, um, you know, somewhere along those lines to go and get whoever that fourth guy is. But we're not doing trades in this mock draft. So I'm going to get to my Cowboys pick in a second. Before we do, I want to talk to you folks about Sunday Scaries. I actually have the read up this time and I'm going to cut out the cursing. But you, if you did hear it and you hear it in the video that Ryan's going to post, you might know that I do not relax well with my crazy life. It's just hard for me to shut off my brain and chill. And I overthink. I get easily stressed out. And it sucks. So I did my homework. I found Sunday Scaries, which are a delicious and vitamin-boosted CBD gummy. They've become a must-have in my daily routine, and they chill me out in just about 20 minutes. Basically, they help me take the edge off so I can maintain my composure and live scare-free. And there's no risk to buy. The company offers a 100% lifetime money-back guarantee. If the product's not for you, though, folks, that's okay. You'll get your money back. Sunday Scaries is in the stress-relieving business, not the, str- not the stress-causing business. I got you 25% off to prove it. Visit sundayscaries.com and use Ryan's promo code ROBERTS for your discount. That's promo code ROBERTS for 25% off at sundayscaries.com. They're amazing, and you won't regret joining their squad. All right, so now back up with the Dallas Cowboys. We're getting close to finishing up this mock draft. So J.C. Horn, the guy that was predicted by Ryan to end up in Dallas, is gone. And knowing good old Jerry and Steve Jones, they're probably going to boof this, but my best bet is that they're going to take the next available. Wow, you're really scrolling far there, Ryan. <laughs> I'm just looking at what's left, man. That's all. Okay, okay. I thought you were assuming I was going to pick someone stupid. No, uh, Patrick Sertain has to be the pick here. There's no way to overthink it. If their head is on straight, they need to get a, a good corner. And there's decent quality, or actually high quality corners at this spot in the draft. And maybe 
If they're excited about Caleb Farley, they're willing to overlook the injury. Maybe they go with him. But Patrick Sertain, I think we can all agree, is the next best corner off the board. They desperately need the help in the secondary. No Kyle Pitts is a pretty clear indication that they're not going to go offense. He's, I I think, the only guy that maybe might sway them a little bit. But Sertain definitely has to be the pick here. Slam dunk. Slam dunk. Mm-hmm. Either Horn or, Horn or Sertan. You got to take one. Yeah, you, you really can't go wrong because I don't think e- I don't think both of them will be off the board at ten. No. Uh, if if either one, so I think yeah, like you said, either way, I think I think you get a good pick there and can take over that CB one from Trayvon Diggs and he can be the CB two on the other side. So he should he should be the CB four, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We, we I was definitely not a fan of him as y'all know. <laughs> so wait, that puts me up. Yeah, so. you're with the Giants. Alex, oh, if you mess this dog. up, I I will drive to Georgia from Los Angeles and throw hands. No, this <laughs> this is uh this is easy for me. Uh because this player that's Better left be. on the Yeah, for me, this player's a top five player in the class. And that's Micah Parsons. Uh there we go. Yeah, it's Micah Parsons. Uh the Giants need help on the edge as a pass rushing presence. Micah Parsons can do that. They need someone on the second level. Micah Parsons can do that. He's a versatile playmaker with superb athleticism that can get sideline to sideline, something that the Giants are missing right now on defense. Someone that can have the impact that Micah Parsons can have as a second-level defender is is really impressive. So to get him at 11, I, it's just it's just, it's just just because of the, the needs ahead of him, I, I think you have to check out the personal stuff. I know there's some background stuff that people want to check out. I don't have uh, the insight to that, but on the field, Michael Parsons is a top five, six player in this class without a doubt, in my opinion, due to his superb athleticism, flexibility, physicality. I think he checks all the boxes as a as an inside linebacker that can also rush from the outside as well. So Michael Parsons to New York. So you know who does have the inside information on Micah Parsons? Let's hear it. The Giants, I believe it's their linebackers coach or their defensive line coach. I'm blanking on his name, but they call him Coach Chaos, and he came from Penn State. So you're telling me that they don't have the real information on Micah Parsons? I would be willing that he would be willing to endorse Micah Parsons in this situation. That's why I think this pick makes so so much sense. If Micah Parsons is still available, they're not going to overthink it. They have somebody in the building who's going to be able to say, don't worry about the character concerns. This dude's a baller. He's going to play well. He's going to do everything right. So so, I, what, I, so what happens if they pass on him? And then Does that tell you the opposite? That tells you that he's vouching yeah. not to take Micah Parsons? Yeah, I guess we'll see much, on draft night. Pretty much. That I mean, that's the only other direction you could go that he was probably saying, yeah, no, don't don't waste your time. This kid's immature. But I don't think that's going to happen. They're going to go linebacker. I, I, they have to go Micah Parsons. This, there's nobody else that makes sense for me except maybe Rashawn Slater. But uh, Ryan somehow ends up with the Eagles yet again. I feel hey, like Mac Jones always... is still on the board. Yeah, yeah go for it. Um, So, you know, resident South Jersey guy, right? So 20 minutes outside of Philly. So it makes sense. Honestly... I think nine to twelve is the spot for Micah Parsons, even with the in, in, with the issues, because I I honestly would have probably taken him with Denver if Justin Fields was not on the board. That probably would have been my pick. I think that the Giants obviously makes a ton of sense where he just went off. The Eagles, I think, would be another team, even though they have not drafted a linebacker in the first round since 1979. They desperately need a linebacker, so Micah Parsons would have been the pick here also. So this is my thought process here: Rashawn Slater can play maybe all five positions, depending on how you feel about him offensive tackle. I, I think that he's a guard. I think that he could play all three interior positions. So the 
Philadelphia Eagles right now have Brandon Brooks coming back, who's 30-plus years old at right guard, who is coming off of his second Achilles injury. Okay, let's put that out there for a second. Left guard Isaac Siamalu is not very good. He's okay. He's not good, though. And then their center, Jason Kelsey, is year-to-year on whether he's going to retire or so. So they need somebody inside this. I think Rashawn Slater, for them, is instantly going to start at one of the guard spots. He might be a center down the road. And, hey, if the Jordan Mailata... Andre Dillard um, experiment at left tackle doesn't work out and they don't really worry too much about the arm length issues, then he might be their left tackle down the road as well. So I think whether or not he's an inside or outside guy for you, Rashawn Slater slides into one of the spots for Philadelphia and he's a starting caliber offensive lineman for years to come. I like it. Yeah, there's no qualms there. I mean, that makes the most sense. Now that some of those defensive guys are off the board, I would have Fix taken the offensive line. I would have taken one of the corners if they were there. That would have been like Jay, Jay, I keep telling my buddy if JC Horn's there at twelve, just take him, take him. Don't even think about it. But it, it isn't how it fell. So, all right. So now I'm back up with the Los Angeles Chargers, the team that is now in my backyard. Um, see, now this is where things I think get a little bit tricky because you got Devonta Smith still on the board. You've got Christian Darrisaw still on the board. You got Elijah Vera Tucker still on the board. I don't know if they'd go receiver because they already have some decent. They have a pretty good receiver group, the Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. But I don't know how long Keenan Allen's under contract for. I don't know if that's somebody that they're going to they intend to retain for a long period of time. I know he's expensive. I'm pretty sure he just recently got a new contract. If I'm if I'm correct, but the the one thing that you have here. With a new young quarterback, their defense is talented, but dealt with some injuries last year, especially when they lost Derwin James. I think that if you're trying to be proactive about Justin Herbert's career, you already have the receivers, you've invested in the receivers, I'd have to go offensive line. And I think if I'm going to pick somebody here, I'm going to go with Elijah Vera Tucker. They need the extra... Why are you so mad about that? Pick? No, because you took my guy for my next pick. That's a good pick. I'm with you. Yeah, he's he's played tackle. He's played guard. You bring him in. You can confirm where you want him to fit. He's versatile. They need to protect Justin Herbert. That dude's the future. Get a guy in the second year that's going to protect him. Don't be stupid. Don't be silly. Don't do what the Giants did for so long. Protect him. I don't love it, Joe. I don't love it, man. I don't love it. All I, right. I just, no, it's it's simply because right now Trey Pipkins is starting at left tackle. I would have taken Darisaw. I would have yeah. taken Darisaw. See, I'm not a huge Darisaw guy, so. No? How about, yeah. Oh, eh, okay, yeah. I got you. He has a second round grade for me. I don't love Darisaw. Uh, Elijah Vera Tucker for me is uh, graded out higher than Rayshon Slater. As it both, wow. I, graded, I graded both as interior guys, and Elijah Vera Tucker, I think, it's just more scheme diverse, and you get. I, I I just think that he can do it all. And you know, you saw the tackle tape. I think obviously the length that he came in with Elijah Vera Tucker is not going to play tackle at the next level. But I think his tackle tape was better than Rayshon Slater's tackle tape. Uh-oh. And I think when I think when Elijah Vera Tucker was playing on the inside, he was a better player than Rayshon Slater. I I mean, I have him back to back. I think I'm on big board, so it's not a huge difference. But I'm a big fan of Elijah Vera Tucker and. And his ability to reach the second level playing inside in this in that system, I think he could be a lot of fun. Uh, they definitely need help on the interior. I would have loved him in Minnesota, get him in space on some uh, zone concepts, but you took him from me. Um, looking at their team needs here on the draft network, yeah, that's ooh, you might be onto something there, Ryan. Put him inside, baby. 
<laughs> you could. Uh, I don't think he really fits the system, though, as much. Um, talk about a true power guy, and Tevin Jenkins is who he was circling from Oklahoma State. Want some more athleticism? That's my pick right there. My pick is going to be uh, Greg Newsom from Northwestern. Wow. wow. Yep, that's going to be my pick. I, I actually got a late watch on Greg Newsom. I think I was through 220 final grades before I finally turned on Greg Newsom tape. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, very exciting player. He comes in as my third-ranked corner, uh, just ahead of uh, Eric Stokes from Georgia. Uh, obviously, Minnesota invested in, what, three corners last year, including Jeff Gladney. Jeff Gladney with the off-the-field issue. We don't know what's left of him in his NFL career, and that was their first-round pick last year. Let's just run it back with an even better corner. I was a big Jeff Gladney fan from TCU last year. And uh, we got Newsom, who's an even better corner. So let's go Greg Newsom to play the outside and replace the rookie that did have some off-the-field problems just recently. Interesting. Yeah, like I know. That, that, yeah, I, I was like, uh, Arizona makes sense, but I'm not picking for Arizona, so I'm going to take him here because that's <laughs> a guy I really like. Greg Newsom the second. Is this where Mac Jones goes, Ryan? No, it's not where Mac Jones goes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's got Bill Belichick written all over him. I could care less what he has written all over him. Um, did you guys see him in, in the costume, by the way? Did you see that picture float around? Yeah, yeah we don't need okay. to go into it. Yeah, we're worried about, All right, we're yeah. worried about Trevor Lawrence's character concerns, but uh, you know, that uh, costume that he was wearing, totally appropriate, right? Yes, totally appropriate. Um, God, I did draft Twitter. Oh, I would, uh, so the dream is Micah Parsons falls to 15 for me. Like that no. is the dream. Uh, Zayvon Collins is a guy that's like super interesting, but like 15 might be a little early. Jeremiah Wusukoromo is interesting, but they've got Kyle Duggar to play kind of the same role, right? Like he's kind of that box overhang guy. So doesn't make a ton of sense. Cornerback, but Greg Newsom's off the board now too. I like Eric Stokes. Do I want Stokes at 15? It's close. I wouldn't hate it, but I'm not going to do Stokes at 15. I'm not the biggest Devonta Smith guy in the world. I think he's an outlier, but... I mean, they need wide receiver help. Like, they just yeah. do, especially with Edelman now gone. You know, his tires blew out and he's retired. You can't go into the next season, even with Cam Newton as your quarterback, with Jacoby Myers as your best receiver. You can't do it. So, uh, I think they signed Nelson Aguilar, too. And being a guy that's the right side out of Philly, I know he had a good year in, in uh, Las Vegas last year. He's not good. So, Devonta Smith, wide receiver, Alabama, 15 to the New England Patriots. No, that's a, that's a good pick, and I like the range for Devonta Smith. There's some people that I just don't understand that how they can have so much level of certainty with Devonta Smith because we've never seen a player like him. Like you said, he'd be an outlier, and to bet on an outlier, it is a scary thing to do in the top 10 like some people think that he could go. Look, I just I think if you are so certain that Devonta Smith is going to be a great wide receiver, you just aren't. You just aren't weighing the very the different variables in place he I've there's never, just go sorry ahead. Alex good I'm sorry I didn't mean no that. I was just gonna say there's never been a receiver his size and his prototype as far as his play style that's ever had success in the NFL and yes Devontae Smith had a great career he had a phenomenal season one of the best wide receiver seasons in college football we've seen and he it doesn't look like his weight may be a detriment to his play but you just don't know how that's going to translate. You can't be 100% certain that Devontae Smith is going to be a good NFL player because of his weight. And I think I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be good. I think at the end of the day, the level of play and the talent will prevail. But you have to have some level of concern. And I think this is a good sweet spot for taking a risk on that, that body. 
You know what's the weirdest I, thing in the world, too, is the fact of, like, he, so he, he was a senior bowl guy, right? Didn't participate in the senior bowl. He doesn't weigh in at his, at his pro day. He also doesn't test. I'm like, you literally don't have any verified measurables on this guy, and you're talking about taking him in the top 10? Like, he literally, yeah. like you, you literally don't have any information on him. You have the film, which is the most the thing that makes the most sense. Like, I mean, it makes the most reason to dress on. It's yeah. the most important thing, obviously, right? But there's a reason that people want measurables so that they can verify what they see on film. We don't, you say that you're 170 pounds. You might not be 170 pounds. We don't know how fast you are. Like, I, I don't know. It's just weird. I think that there's more concern about Devonta Smith than draft Twitter is going to lay on to be. And if you're Devonte Smith, I'm I'm praying for your career if you end up going to the Patriots because they have had the worst track record under Bill Belichick with drafting receivers. So maybe he's maybe we're talking about outliers. Maybe he's what they need to uh, to break that trend. Double. So outlier. now, yeah, Double. exactly. <laughs> Double outlier and putting an outlier in an outlier spot. Um, so I have the last pick here uh, to wrap up the first half of this mock draft with the Arizona Cardinals at 16. So there's two directions I think that I could go in. I could go corner because they need some secondary help. Uh, no Patrick Peterson. Their secondary is not great. Their front seven has gotten a lot stronger recently. But at the same time, their offensive line has just not been good. And you, you, at, at a certain point, you got to protect uh, You got to protect Kyler Murray. But uh, Caleb Farley falling this far, and I know the injury concerns – I don't see him making it past this point, so I'm going to go with Caleb Farley to the Arizona Cardinals. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. No could, qualms. Who could, would you guys take someone me. different? Could not okay. be me taking him this because you don't like Caleb Farley. I, I I have no I have no rooting interest against the kid. I don't know him. I, I there's no dislike <laughs> here. There's no dislike Wait, here I, at all. I would. Well, you have a bias because you've spoken to J.C. Horn. That's not a bias. I'm just kidding. Bias. I'm just kidding. Stop. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna do the remaining picks in this mock draft in another episode. Uh, so be sure to tune in for that, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five star review and head to believe.com to find uh, more amazing content. We've got hundreds of podcasts, and you can also find our show if you're having trouble tracking us down on your podcast providers. Follow us on social media at Joe DeLeon, at Rise and Draft, at Alex Gilstrap. Um, and be sure to follow Believe Podcasts at BLEAV Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, folks. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll talk to you soon. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.